Being a Mystic Christian Bernard, FRC Christian Bernard, FRC, serves as the imperator of the Rosicrucian order Amorc. In this inspiring message, he calls on us to approach life as mystics and to commune as one, as mystics together. In the expression, ancient and mystical order of the Rose Cross, we find the word mystic. This word does not designate anything odd, strange, or nebulous. Neither does it designate a state of permanent ecstasy. A person referred to as a mystic does not live isolated from the world and its problems, nor do they escape the trials and uncertainties inherent in the human condition. However, this word is too often used pejoratively to represent someone who is often gentle and kind, true enough, yet who is in the main irrelevant, unrealistic, and lacking in all logic, being too utopian or dreamy. The word mystic, in fact, encompasses something much wider. It indicates that we have to manifest equally the two polarities of our being. We have to be both realistic and idealistic, which means taking account of material occurrences without neglecting the profound spiritual aspirations of our soul. These two concepts are often pitted against one another, and yet it is essential for them to be functioning with each other. We must endeavor to maintain this state of balance through daily work on ourselves. I use the word endeavor because being absolutely consistent and objective in respect of our habits, responses, and urges is not an easy or straightforward task. Our actions are often different from our intentions, and it is difficult for the result to be what we were hoping for, or rather, what we had set for ourselves. Nevertheless, even if our efforts are not always as sustained as they ought to be, it is essential that we keep in mind that a mystic should reflect harmony and balance. When we approach life as mystics, we are inwardly stronger and a dynamic calmness emanates from us which many people can feel. The soul force that we then carry is generally liked, even admired. But this force can also be the subject of envy or jealousy and can spark animosity in some people. It is generally thought that only beauty, wealth, and social success generate negative feelings. However, this is not the case. Peace profound, calmness, and inner strength in a person can be sufficient to disturb others. This is why a so-called mystic can be the object of unfounded attacks, even if their living conditions are in many ways unenviable. People do not understand why such a person can remain positive despite their problems and tribulations. So even in their misfortune, people become jealous. Conducting oneself as a mystic is not therefore an easy matter, but the amount of work to be accomplished and the difficulty of the task are of little consequence for the one who has faith, personal convictions, and a radiant inner consciousness. While their thoughts are often directed inward, and they meditate and pray for others daily, they should not exclude from their life all contact with society and its realities. On the contrary, their enlightened spirit can bring much to those around them, whether few or many. 
Should they be fortunate enough to have a talent or a profession where they are in contact with the general public, what they say will bear promising fruit. Their voice and words will be an expression of the divine. Whatever his or her circumstances and field of activity, a mystic must accomplish the union between the two worlds, the temporal and the intemporal, the material and the spiritual, so that the miracle of the one thing may be accomplished, and he or she may make manifest the well-known dictum, that which is above is like that which is below. Being a mystic is to perceive that there exists a goal, that we are advancing towards a final summit, towards which we are being guided. Our guides are our virtues, among them courage and perseverance. When there appears in our sky the cloud of incomprehension, fear, doubt, and strife, and it threatens our progression on the path, let us act as mystics. The path leading to illumination is arduous, and the temptation to stop our progress is at times strong. Vertigo can unsettle us, and the mist can grow thicker. Let us disperse this with our inner will and keep our eyes fixed on the summit. Let us not complain about what remains to be accomplished, but instead rejoice in the journey already traveled. That which applies to our inner course and our evolution also applies to every other area of our lives, for, as I was saying before, students of mysticism are not ethereal creatures cut off from the world and its realities. Let us be mystics, attuned with others, and, with a true communion of heart, let us be as one.